everyone. Welcome to the Epic Vision Zone. My name is Jane Applegath, a former award-winning stockbroker, television producer, scriptwriter, yoga instructor, serial entrepreneur, and now founder of the Epic Vision Zone. Each show, we offer you an inspiring message or person to bring you closer to your big dream by showing you how to enter the portal to your extraordinary reality that place where possibilities, prosperity, and potential reign so that you can live your epic life. A big thank you for everyone for being here today. Shana Melissa Stockman, AKA the world wellness expert, went from heart failure and failing English to helping heal herself without meds and becoming a number one international best-selling author of Overcoming Life Obstacles. A holistic healer known as the Biohack NP, a nationally board certified nurse, practitioner, and more, Shana is a multi-talented individual with a mission to show millions how to take charge of their lives. As a diversified health expert, Shana's mission is to empower her patients. Instead of feeling hopeless and helpless and overusing prescription drugs, she shows them a healthier way to heal, often without any meds at all. Known as the holistic healer, Shana fuses her knowledge in the naturopathic, alternative, holistic, biohacking, and integrative fields to create synergistic results, reverse disorder, rid symptoms, reduce or eliminate meds, and create happier clients. As a best-selling author, it's no surprise that Shana brings audiences the stories of individuals who have overcome life difficulties. In her international bestseller titled Overcoming Life Obstacles, Real People, Real Stories, inspirational contributing authors share their secrets to success. Her motto, turn obstacles into stepping stones to elevate yourself and uplift others. Welcome, Shana. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you for having me. I actually love your show. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. And we love having individuals like you on to inspire growth in all aspects of our life. Let's get right into your journey. You've reinvented yourself more than once, which is never an easy thing to do. You're now on your own boss and loving it. Share with our audience the ice cream story and the hidden message that it carried for you all these years later. Okay, great. That's, I'd love to share this story. Um, years ago, my, my grandma raised me, God rest her soul, and I, I didn't grow up with a lot of money. Um, she, she was wealthy, but then she spent her life savings fighting for custody of me. <laughs> so I didn't have a lot of money. I grew up basically poor Jewish, divorced parents by grandma in a rich Catholic two-parent kind of household. And I saved all my money. And I'm going to date myself right now. This was early 70s. <laughs> and I would save my pennies and my nickels to buy an ice cream because the rich little girl across the street always got an ice cream every day. And I so wanted one. So I would sell bazooka bubble gum because I knew about supply and demand in elementary school. And then I moved on to drawing and coloring pictures and selling them to my neighbors for a nickel or like three for a dime. <laughs> and I had $7 in change and I was gonna buy a piggy bank, but then I figured there's no money to put in the bank. And long story short, the ice cream man came one day and I thought, 
wow, wait, I could just go to Carvel and get a buy one, get one and save money <laughs> and have more ice cream or a half gallon. But I decided to treat myself to an ice cream cone and I ran upstairs, I got some change, I ran down and there was like three kids there and I, I they didn't have money and they wanted an ice cream. So I gave them my money and then I ran home and I'm like, I hope the ice cream man's still there. And I ran back downstairs and he was still there. And then more kids wanted ice cream. And I did this like two or three trips. And then finally, my last trip, I grabbed the rest of my life savings, you know, what the remainder of $7 and change. And I went down there and I treated the rest of the kids. And after they all had ice cream, I remember having two coins in my hand and looking way up at the ice cream man to ask if I had enough for my own ice cream. And, you know, they're, the entire neighborhood got ice cream and I was so looking forward to this. And, you know, for me, like I love helping everyone, but I'm always putting myself last. And, you know, I'm a great friend to everyone else in the world, but myself. And I think a lot of us do the same thing. We treat the world better than we do ourselves. And why I'm a good person, I'm worthy, I'm deserving. And, you know, everyone wants to be my friend, but if I had to be friends with myself, I might not want to be because I treat everyone else better. So, you know, I guess the moral of the story is to just maybe treat yourself at least half as good as you treat everyone else. And, you know, um, I guess good things come that those who wait and you just really gives you an appreciation when you don't have something and then you do, I think you appreciate it so much more. Yes. I love that story. The reflection on that, telling it now uh, at later years, um, it mm. really made you reflect on what was happening and the, what if, you know, uh, and the fact that you have such a big heart. And that is one issue that a lot of women struggle with that we give and we give and we give. And, yes. but I have to say, I have to say, Shana, I love the fact that you were a budding entrepreneur from way back when. <laughs> I loved your tenacity yes. and your innovativeness. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, you were just born to be an entrepreneur. So Aww, all of those things came you. together. And it's, it's such a, a wonderful story as well. I just love it. Shane and I talked earlier and I, she, yes. she that, that story just kind of slipped out of her and she says, I've never told that story. Boy, that's really interesting. Well, and I said, we have to I talk about it. <laughs> And another point I learned from this, and I only recently heard this, is you can't pour from an empty cup. And I had never realized that, but after I had no more change left, <laughs> I realized they had an empty cup. And sometimes we have to refill our own cups. Yes, absolutely. So it's no surprise the field that you initially went into. So talking of that, the world wellness expert, you call yourself that. Um, give us an idea of where that came from and your uh, move into that industry. Oh, okay. Um, it started a really long time ago. Growing up, I would watch my grandma use food for medicinal purposes. And then later on, I met a nurse that really impacted my life. And I said, whoa, she loves helping people. I love helping people. Maybe I'll be a nurse. She'll never know how many lives she's impacted and how many of those lives impacted more lives. And I wanted to do that. So I started off as a nurse and then I noticed my patients were needing testing and antibiotics and medications that I would have to ask the doctor and beg them for these orders my patients needed. So I decided to become the nurse practitioner so I can order the correct testing that my patients needed and the correct, you know, if they needed medications. Then I went on further and I was 
educating patients on how to use healthy alternatives. I was trained in traditional Western medicine for the past 30 some odd years. And at the same time, I've been simultaneously learning the alternatives for the past 30 some odd years. And little by little, I would be teaching a patient and then have to enlighten her doctor on the newer technologies like biohacking and activating genetic pathways. And this is because the doctors might have graduated medical school 10, 20, 30 years ago, and these technologies were not around. So now I find I'm also empowering not only the patients and the nurses, but the doctors and the specialists as well. And due to the power of the internet and virtual, I've been having lots of clients in other states, other countries and other continents as well. And the book has helped spread my message to these other states, countries and continents to expand my business more so. So now I find I'm also enlightening the specialists, almost like the educator of the specialists in some aspect right now, which would have been unheard of when I started nursing in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And there is so much more that we know today as well. I mean, and that's one of the things that's becoming more acceptable is that it, it doesn't always have to be a medication. Um, and oftentimes yes. it, it shouldn't be a medication. But the, your background uh, and having that knowledge, like you said, you just melded it all together and brought it to the forefront to help individuals. So I can see the passion you said with your grandmother, oh, uh, you know, healing herself with uh, natural remedies. And so that little spark was planted and you just ran with it. Yes. So while we're on the subject of feeling better, um, can you share three easy tips to feeling better that we could all practice? Just three? Okay. okay. <laughs> biohacking. <laughs> they need to find out how to biohack and activate their pathways because I love getting to the cause. Often if we get to the cause, we can stop the progression, reverse it, get rid of the symptoms and decrease or eliminate the need for the pharmaceuticals for the synthetics. So I encourage them to all learn about biohacking and activating pathways. And they can do that by going to my website, Shane and Melissa. Uh, there's additional information. They can pick up one of my books to get additional information. And they can, uh, while they're there, book a, a consultation with me as well. So biohacking to get to the root cause. Um, also, self-care is very important. They have to get a sufficient amount of sleep or it's going to add to depression, lack of focus, lack of concentration concentration, decrease um, productivity. And self-care could include maybe scheduling an hour for themselves once a week. If it's two half hours or four 15-minute slots, if it's to walk the dog, go out in the backyard, take a bubble bath. So self-care with you know scheduling it in the time, what's their happy place, and actually putting it in the schedule. And I guess also, uh, well, dancing always makes people happy, releases endorphins <laughs> and stress. And, you know, a good shaker bottle with water, uh, PBA free, instead of these plastic and carcinogens and all of these preservatives and things like that. Grow a garden yeah. too, to keep away from insecticides, pesticides, and wax fruit. <laughs> I could keep going. <laughs> I know, I'm sure. Well, those are great <laughs> tips and ones that we could easily incorporate into our lives. So thank you mm. for that. Um, definitely, uh, we could all use a little bit more and to stay yes. away from the plastics and drinking and all of that. Yes. So let's move and on to your international best-selling book. 
you have become mm -hmm. now an author, which is incredible. Like I say, you're multi-talented. Thank you. So tell us about becoming a, an international best author and how other women can participate. Sure. Okay. Um, it started for me a long time ago. A celebrity asked me to be in her book. Her publisher reached out, loved my book idea, and I moved forward from there. I, I wanted a quality read, so I looked for the best of the best in graphics designers, editors, marketing. And I've since uh, created a couple of books that have drawn, drawn to bestseller, in, number one, international bestselling books in multiple categories. Overcoming Life Obstacle was real people. They were not authors by trade. Each person tells a little bit about their story and into a chapter with a, in a book that has a similar topic. And I mix them amongst best-selling authors and have it professionally edited, formatted, marketed, and everything. So I took my years of learning how to do the book industry and I will expedite their journey to, instead of years of their life and their life fortune, just writing one simple chapter, chipping in towards the book, and together, 20-something of us drive it to number one international bestseller. So they can go to shannamelissa.com, look at you know a couple of different package ideas, and just write a little bit about a life obstacle they overcame, how they went from tragedy to triumph, and share, be willing to share their secrets of success in one small little chapter, about 3,000 words or so. Yes, I, I think this whole concept is fantastic. And to jump to an international bestseller is incredible. Yes. What an incredible feat. You. So you, you made it, um, you told us a little bit about it being beneficial as a collaborative part um, the book yes. tackling because you you we spoke a little bit about publishing and how that can be quite a hurdle to overcome. Yeah. So and there's so many moving parts. So give us an idea of how this benefits the individual and takes a lot of that stress off them. Great. Because I know that when you're approached by someone to write a book, it, it becomes not over overwhelming, but a lot of yes. work because you're thinking of I have to put chapters together i have to find someone to market it etc cetera, etc cetera. and by the way i have shana's book here and i absolutely yes. love it um it's, it's beautiful you. cover and she's done a great job there's photographs in here so give us an idea and tell us a little bit sure. about that um you know that process and why it's so beneficial sure. to do something like this Yes, I find that a lot of compilation books, they don't give credit to the individual authors, where I was able to give everyone a one to two page bio with their headshot, their website links in there, their pictures all on the back cover and optional to get their name on the front cover. I find that when we, you have about 30 other people's audiences all reading this book in other states and other countries, they're learning about that individual's chapter and they could be like wow i really love this chain let me read her bio after her chapter and then they click on the link and in the e-version it goes right to your website where they can you know buy, buy your services your goods your products i find that when i create a, an, a book like this i take authors aspiring writers from around the world literally and collaborate 
with them into this book. So your your message is being spread now to Australia, to Canada, to other countries, other continents, other states. So it's expanding your audience to other audiences and other states, countries, and continents. And together we all drive it to number one because now instead of one author promoting their own book, which is usually very hard to drive to number one by yourself, you have 30 other people and their entire audiences also driving it up. So say my audience has 5,000, that's 5,000 right there times 20 other people. I mean, the, the power of the numbers is just incredible with social media nowadays and everyone's, you know, stream yard, Zooms, and it's, it's incredible. You know, a lot of people, they might not want a book, Jane, on just your topic that you want to speak about, but together in a compilation book, they might not relate to your story. They might relate to mine or someone else's, the man in Australia. So I find it brings a lot more draw and a lot more appeal to the book when there's multiple authors, multiple characters, multiple different subtopics as well. Yes, I love that um, because you can just pick up the book and flip to a chapter uh, and you have yes, all of the chapters start with a little quote or a saying by, by each of the authors, which I really love because then you could say, oh, that sounds interesting. I want to delve into that. Um, so it's yes. really well laid out. And to me, it's the power of collaboration, you know, yes. um, sharing, sharing not only our stories, but sharing our audiences with each other, which, of course, women are really great at doing. Um, and so I, I just uh, I think it's wonderful. You shared with me when we talked earlier the cover and how important it is like this yes. is all part of the the marketing process but you know you had to learn this by trial and error and you told me it was quite yes. the process but shane has taken that out of your hands so you don't have to think about it but i would love you to share with our audience the um, metaphor that you uh, place on the cover with the mountain and yes. what that means Okay. The, the book title is Overcoming Life Obstacles, Real People, Real Struggles. And the mountain is symbolic of the life obstacles we have to overcome. I think in today's world with COVID chaos and political power struggles, it's nice that we can come together with people from different states, countries, and continents over one commonality, which we all have life obstacles. We've all lost a loved one. We've all had, you know, different horrific you know, things to overcome. So the mountain kind of represents our life obstacle. And we're each, we're all climbing up the mountain together. And we're all reaching down to uplift the person below us. Mm -hmm. And to hope that if I uplift you, when you're higher than me, you're going to also uplift me. And I look at it like this, if we have a 10 foot wall, neither one of us can probably climb it ourselves. But together, if, if I give you a boost up and, you know, you climb over me and then you reach down a hand and uplift me over the wall, together we can do it. But to, separately, neither one of us might conquer the obstacle. So I think it's all about too many people nowadays look at competition and they're afraid mm -hmm. of another person outshining them. What about if we just all help each other and then we all uplift each other? And I just want this rippling effect to become a massive title where we're just people helping people. And I created the acronym OLO for the title of the book, Overcoming Life Obstacle, but it's also for optimistically lifting others. So when you get at that top, instead of like, yes, you, you are yelling, hopefully, OLO right? Because you're optimistically, you're overcoming life obstacle, obstacles, you're optimistically lifting others. And I want Olo to catch on. Um, instead of YOLO, Olo. Oh, I love that. Olo. 
And it, it's, Aww, it's, it's, it's very catchy, but I also love the meaning, both of the meanings. And how, how apropos is that, that your metaphor is the mountain? And that's exactly what all the authors do in the book is lift each other up. Um, mm. I love it. I think that's so significant. And yes. something that would be really resonate with the authors that you know yes. you'd be reaching out to because you would easily be able to find those that want to help each other and the ones that look at competition those are the ones that will be no i'm going to write my own book yes. not that that's a bad thing but um i think this is is wonderful i, I love the whole concept so motivation i i kind of think you may have just answered this but the mo but there is a little bit more what motivated you to pursue this journey of authoring and publishing books and i think <laughs> one of the things that you shared with me was an opportunity for women and their voices so maybe yes. just touch a yes. little bit on that i was always this shy timid girl if, if you can believe that or not <laughs> and it's a way for our voices to be heard many years ago publishers all had to be men and i was told that if men left it in their will to a woman they would have to let their sons run the publishing business so and a lot of publishers will censor and twist the story around to try to appeal to the audience i like to give the the fellow women their uncensored voices to be heard. Yes, it will be edited for grammar and punctuation, but I will not change the meaning of what they have to say. I will not try to make it sound better to appeal to the audience. I want them to have their message, their voices to be heard uncensored and loud and proud. And I think, you know, a lot of women were, we were silenced for way too long, right? It was men as news anchors and things like that. And this, this is time for us. And, you know, I, I want all their voices to be heard. I want to just uplift everyone. I want the message that we can all spend less time and energy helping each other than trying to knock down competition. And, you know, I, I just, I want to spread love and happiness and helping each other instead. I mean, there's so much abundance in this world. I don't know why people live in a world of scarcity sometimes, you know? Yeah. Well, that's this limiting beliefs, right? I mean, yes. a, a lot of it comes from from your your the society you might come from, your family, your you know your past, um, and that's that's one of the things that this uh, this offers people is an opportunity to overcome those limiting beliefs, um, because the book is really something special. But also, if you look at your your medical background you were helping individuals there as well. So uplifting them in a different way, but still the same sense of, of lending a hand, helping hand so that people could lift themselves up in a better way. So I just, I think it's wonderful all around, Shana. And uh, I wanted to ask you, what excites you most about the future? Ooh, I have, and I, I do note the, the, the name of your show, Epic Vision Zone. I have a huge vision. I was just on a mission to help others that were also left helpless and hopeless by the specialist because that's often your last resort. You go to the doctor, he doesn't know what to do, he sends you to the specialist. And there's so many people that have gone to the specialist and left helpless and hopeless. I wanna show them, listen, I was one and I helped heal myself holistically without meds and I've helped thousands and I wanna help millions more 
also show them that there's hope and there is a, another way. If your healthcare provider is not getting you healthy, you need to maybe look at alternatives. So I want to empower them with knowledge that they can re-energize, feel better, and be happier, often without meds. But I want to also empower the healthcare professionals because it can help them fill their own cup as well. So now they can biohack in a simple, proven way to help more themselves re-energize and feel better so that they can help more people. But I think the biohacking can allow them to get more people healthier in less time so that the healthcare providers finally have time to live life again and instead of the hospitals owning their business they have a legacy and a business to leave behind to their family because ultimately i also want the healthcare professionals to have an have a life you know i was working 16 hours back to back to back and i didn't have time to live life and you know we we deserve a life too i want to show them that they can fill their own cup at the same time and help more people get healthier in less time so that they can live life and then they can also write a chapter in my book so their messages could be heard in other states and countries as well. There you go. Oh my gosh, you'll, you'll be yeah. on a roll. <laughs> It'll be fantastic. We'll have to have Olo translated in all different country languages. I, I don't know yeah. how. <laughs> well, the, the acronym might not work, but you could certainly translate the words and then see what the letters yes. would be. Yeah, but that's uh, yes. absolutely. I love that. I love your big vision and, you know, the fact that just give me an idea. You've mentioned biohacking. Um, I, I'm not sure how involved an explanation might be, but sure. just give us a little insight into what biohacking actually okay. is. Sure. If you hijack a plane, you're taking control over the plane. So when you biohack, you're taking control over your own biology. And for mm -hmm. instance, we used to think we're just stuck with our genetics. Oh, I have family history in the, uh, of diabetes in the family that I'm going to have that. But we know now I can empower you with the knowledge and the know-how that you just don't have to be stuck with your genetic history of diabetes. For instance, my grandma, all her siblings had diabetes. She stayed skinny, watched what she ate, laid off the sugars, never developed diabetes. So a lot of times we have the power to decide if a gene is going to be expressed or not. We can't change the gene, but we can change the expression. So when I, you can biohack with food, with exercise, you know, if someone stays out in the sun and smokes all day long, they're, they're hijacking, you know, they're increasing their tendencies to get cancers. So how I do it is with capsules, caplets, and, and drinks, certain herbs in exact proportions and ratio that actually activate pathways in our body. We have little highways or pathways in our body, and each highway is responsible for a different task or a job. So I can actually, with herbs in different capsules and caplets, activate genetic pathways in your body to make your body do what it used to do and should be doing so we can feel the way we used to. We used to make our own antioxidants to combat this oxidative stress. And after we're 20, we stop making as much as we used to of a lot of things, our female hormones, our male hormones. So I help activate that pathway to let your body re restart producing those antioxidants, those good defenses for your own body. I help activate another pathway to activate your little garbage men to start detoxifying the cells. So I activate different pathways to do different jobs. I activate another pathway to make more mitochondria in your cells. And those are required for the cells to live and stay alive. And that's so important with the pandemic because that virus destroys the mitochondria and that kills the cell. Mm. So I'm helping your body actually activate the pathway to make more mitochondria, which are required for cell life. 
It's so huge. Right. It's being proactive, not reactive. That even mm -hmm. my own specialist that I used to go to now biohack from what I had taught them. You know, and I wish I saved the voicemail from one of my specialists because we had mutual clients. And he's like, whatever you're doing, I'm ready to buy into that. <laughs> so, I mean, and it's so, I just say it's so cool now that the specialist, you know, it wasn't around, this knowledge started in the 60s, but it hasn't been growing a lot more studies till the past, the past decade. So a lot of doctors that you go to graduated med school before that. They're, they're not, you know, they're not knowing of this. So when I enlighten them, they're like, wow, you know, and I have so many clients that have, that tell me they haven't felt this good in years or even decades. And a lot of them tell me they're off some of their meds, if not all of their meds. I mean, that's huge. I mean, wow. Yes. I wish I knew about it sooner. And I just want to expedite everyone's journey instead of, they say, smart people learn from their own mistakes and wise people learn from the smart people's mistakes so after my grandma passed i didn't have a good mentor i can learn from their mistakes so i want to show people listen guys i made a lot of mistakes <laughs> i can save you years just learn from me how to be proactive prevention you know how to how to write a book in days instead of you know years um i want to expedite their journey and I think the overcoming life obstacles can show them they're not alone, the readers, they're not alone in their similar struggle and not only give them hope and motivation, but give them the needed tools so that they can overcome their similar struggle and do so at an expedited pace. It's almost like expediting their own journey by learning from the experts. Yes. Oh my gosh. That was fantastic. I love what you said about a smart person learns from experience. I probably getting it wrong in a, a, what was it? A wise person learns a, from others. Yes, a smart person, you learn from your own mistakes. But a wise oh. person learns from the smart person's mistakes. I love that. So I was just I wise that... and learned from my own. Yes, and I want everyone to be smart and learn from my mistakes. Yes. Well, now we know where to go. <laughs> For sure. And I, <laughs> I, I definitely I that... need them. <laughs> yeah, and I love the thing you said, the garbage man is doing his work in your body. I just thought, oh my God, that's a, that's yes. hysterical. But yeah, that's People... that, that's putting it forward. <laughs> like you really need to People... have your garbage yes, man at work. They don't realize that our bodies are getting bombarded by more toxins every toxins. day now and we're living for so many more years and if we don't get rid of these toxins they become toxic and poisonous yeah. and i like to say this please forgive me men <laughs> but our, our like our men in real life sometimes they get a little tired of taking out all the garbage and they get a little lazy so this kind of this activator kind of activates them wakes them up and says hello there's garbage stacking up take it out <laughs> Yeah, right. We need to clean the garbage for sure. <laughs> oh, that's fabulous. Both in our minds and our bodies and our souls. So what a yes. fabulous, fabulous. And uh, can I share yes? one more thought? Because my vision, my vision is huge. I, um, I used to be so proud of saving lives, right? But now I'm more proud of changing lives because if I can change mm. the path of a young child, that can change the next decade of his life, but also all of those that he impacts over all of those yes. decades. So I'm more out to try to change the younger trajectory now than just saving lives. Yes, I completely agree. It's the domino effect. You know, we, we, mm -hmm. by helping one, we help several yes. and others can walk in their path. That being said, I'm not sure if there's any last words that you would like to share with our audience. 
because you just gave us a bunch of great stuff. Yes. Oh, there's always more. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, I, I think um, everyone needs to think of, since you, you talk a lot about vision, they need to think, I, I never thought about this till a couple years ago. Um, life, we're so busy, work, 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 school, work, home, sleep, that we don't think about what we want out of life. And someone asked me that a couple of years ago, and I'm like, I never thought about this. So I would say life is like um, your GPS. If you don't know where you want to go, you can't set it and you don't know how to get there. So first you need to figure out where you're going, then you can figure out how to get there. So I encourage everyone to think what's in their dreams, what do they want out of life, and then we can figure out how to get there. Not to worry about the how first, but just what they want and then the how. And I think that that's how we do it, right? If you want to go somewhere, you say, where am I going? And then you find out how to get there. So I think you have to have a vision. You have to believe in yourself and have the mindset to believe in yourself and your vision and your dream. And, um, you know, without belief, without the vision, without belief, it's it's not going to happen. You know, I hope I hope get my grandma walking again, because when she asked me, you think I'll ever walk again? I said, yes. And because I gave her that belief, then we put in the consistent action. We persisted. We we believed we persisted. We just took massive daily action. We just never, ever quit, you know, and I think that's important. You know, you're you're the. Your why they say has to be so strong, it makes you cry, right? <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's true. Because that mm. that's what's going to put you into action. If it's not strong enough, if it doesn't resonate, if there's no emotion there, which are ener which is, um, you know, energy in motion, then you're not going to move forward. You know, it has to move you. Otherwise, it, it if it doesn't move you, how is it going to move anyone else? You know, it really, it really starts with, with us. Um, so yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. And because we're here Thank on the you. Epic Vision Zone, my last question to you is if your life were an epic story, what would the title be? And you can't use your book title. <laughs> an epic story. I would have to say Twister. Twister because it's from tragedies to triumphs and then i want to share my secrets to success and twister describes that i mean where can you go from you know heart failure to holistic healer to literally i am not only the biohack mp but the world wellness expert now and where can you go from i was failing english to two number one international bestsellers and a publisher so i would have to say twister <laughs> I love it. What a great metaphor. And you're still sweeping through the country with all with oh. touching all kinds of people in a good way, not in a bad way, in a good way. Yes. Well, yes. Shana, I, I want to thank you so much for joining us here today and be sure to check out Shana's incredible book. I'm trying to get this on, on the lighting. There you are. Overcoming oh, Life you. Obstacles. It is a wonderful book, so easy to go through and inspiring. And of course, if anyone is interested in being part of this collaborative project, which is fabulous, 
please reach out to Ch Shana. You can reach her on her website at shanamelissa.com. We will all, you can also find all of her contact information on the Epic Vision Zone bio pages and certainly reach out to her for any health issues because this woman knows what she's talking about. She has got an incredible background in all kinds of holistic medicine, but also the traditional medicine. So also be sure to follow me on Instagram at Jane Applegath. And don't forget to reach out to me at janeapplegath.com. You can find a free download on my website, The Keys to Your Dreams. I look forward to hearing from you. And this has been the Epic Vision Zone, transforming your dreams into epic success.